0: chapter number 12 and we've been talking about vision seeing beyond where you are and so we're still talking about vision but we're starting a new series today we're going to be on a new subject today and so we're going to be here in talking about vision for for quite some time because I am determined to do my part to give you the information give you knowledge information understanding wisdom regarding vision so that you can manifest those things that are in your heart. Amen. So at verse number 21 it says, And the word of the Lord came unto me saying, this is the prophet Ezekiel talking, Son of man what is that proverb that ye have in the land of Israel saying the days are prolonged and every vision faileth. God's saying what is this, this proverb or what is this saying that I'm I'm catching wind of that's going around talking about the days are prolonged and every vision fell it. Now he gives him an instruction. He said, Tell them therefore, thus said the Lord God, I will make this proverb to cease, and they shall no more use it as a proverb in Israel. But say unto them, The days are at hand, and the effect of fulfillment of every vision. You tell them, no more prolong, no more vision failing. You tell them the days are at hand. In other words, the time is now. And the effect are the fulfillment of every vision. For there shall be no more any vain vision, no more empty, no more fruitless, no more false vision, nor flattering divination within the house of Israel Are within the church, within the body of Christ. He says, for I am the Lord, I will speak, and the word that I shall speak shall come to pass. In other words, it shall be performed. It shall be no more prolonged. It's not going to be delayed anymore. For in your days, O word of restoration... Will I say the word and will perform it, says the Lord God. Amen. He says in verse 26 again, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, and, and faith come by what? And, and hearing by what? Amen. Son of man, behold, they of the house of Israel say, the vision that he seeth is for many days to come. It's, it's still down the line. And he prophesies of things that are afar off. God comes back again. Therefore, say unto them, or you tell them this, thus said the Lord God, there shall none of my words be prolonged anymore. I'm not deferring my words anymore. I'm not putting them off anymore. They shall not be prolonged anymore, but the word which I have spoken shall be done, said the Lord God. Yeah. Amen. Now, look at verse 22 and verse 23, and let's look at it in the Amplified because this is where I want to take uh, our subject matter from. Verse 22, Son of man, what is this proverb that ye have in the land of Israel, saying, the days drag on? Well, we're going into another year. And every vision comes to nothing and is not fulfilled. Tell them therefore, thus said the Lord God, I will put an end to this proverb, and they shall use it no more as a proverb in Israel. But say to them, the days are at hand, and the fulfillment of every vision. So I want to I start teaching you from this subject the fear of unfulfilled vision, the fear of of unfulfilled vision. The fear that my visions will not come to pass, the fear that my dreams will not manifest, they will not become a reality because this is what the children of Israel are dealing with. This is what they're having to deal with. And so God, God catches wind of this, this proverb that's going around. That everything God says, whatever God speaks, it doesn't come to pass. It doesn't manifest. It doesn't come to anything. Nothing happens out of the words that God's speaking. God gets a hold of it because God knows his commitment to his word. So when God catches wind of it, he calls the prophet and he says, now you go back and tell them that I'm hearing this proverb that they've been spreading around. Let them know that I'm going to cause the proverb to cease. And also let them know that the days or the time is now, that every vision that they have shall be made manifest. Every dream that's in their heart, every word that I have spoken to them, let them know that I will perform my word. Amen? And so that's a word to you and I, that it doesn't matter how long we've been struggling with something, how long we've been dealing with it, whatever's in our heart, God has positioned himself in partnership with you and I to cause our visions and our dreams to manifest and come to pass. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. So this is lesson number one. We're talking about the fear of unfulfilled vision. The fear of unfulfilled vision. Here in the text, the Jewish exiles They were overcome by fear. And that fear that they had been overcome with, it produced two things in their lives. Number one, it produced uh, this, what I call, uh, a refusal to believe that what God spoke through the prophet Ezekiel was ever going to come true. Secondly, it produced a failed expectation that the spoken word of God will not come to pass and it would not be fulfilled. In short, they operated in what I call the fear of unfulfilled vision. Now, no doubt that some of you who are sitting in here today, their challenge is your challenge. And that is you fear that your vision will not be fulfilled. You fear that your dream will not become a reality or maybe you fear that God's Word will not come to pass in your life. Therefore, just as they had no confidence in what the prophet Ezekiel said, although it came from God, even me, as your manservant and as your man of God, the words that I speak, although they come from the Word of God and they come from God himself, when they leave my mouth for some of you they are more flattering than faith-building. And faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by what? The Word word of God. God. Listen, folks, that I don't want you to hear what I say as just sounding good. But we want to receive what's said and make it good. Amen. Glory to God. Now, the Scripture says, I just want to give you a a few Scripture references, because your faith should always rest in what the Word of God says. That if you find something in the Scripture, you can hang your life on it. 2 Peter 3 and 9 says that God is not slack concerning his promises. But he's long-suffering, to us what, not willing that any should perish. But what I want you to get a hold of there is that God is not slack, he's not slow, he's not tardy, he's not he's not delayed concerning his promises. That whatever God has spoke, there is no slackness in God to fulfill what he said. 2 Corinthians 1 and 20 says that all the promises of God are yea and in him, amen. In other words, every promise in God's word, he's already decided on that promise and he has agreed to make that promise good for you and I. Numbers 23 and 19, says that God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent or change his mind. If he said a thing, he's going to do it. If he has spoken a thing, he's going to make it good or he's going to bring it to pass. Jeremiah 1 and 12, he says to the prophet Jeremiah, he said, I will hasten my word to perform it. In other words, that there there is a swiftness and there is a quickness on God's part where his word is concerned. The scripture also says in Deuteronomy 7 and verse number 9 that God is the faithful God which keepeth covenant. And God's covenant is made up of his words. And so he's a faithful God. Even when we're not faithful, God, he remains faithful, and he is the faithful God that keepeth covenant. David said it like this in the the psalm. He said, God's word will he not alter. So God won't change his word. Whatever God said to you folks, it doesn't matter about recession or anything else. It doesn't matter about the times we live in. It doesn't matter what's going on economically. Whatever God said, God's not intimidated by anything that he needs to go back and realter what he said. If God said a thing, God's going to stick to it because he has the force to make his word good. And it says that his covenant, he will not break. God will not break covenant with you. Isaiah 50, 55 and verse number 11 says, So shall my word be that goeth forth from my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. That's without accomplishing. And it will accomplish that which I please and prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Say my dreams. My, dreams. my visions. My my heart's desires, desires. even God's Word, shall come to pass pass in my life. life. Say it again, my dreams, my My visions, my My heart's desires, even God's Word, shall come to pass in in my life. Say it again, my dreams, my My visions, my harsh desires, my heart's even, God's even God's word shall word. come to pass, come to in, pass. My in my life. Glory be to God. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. So his word shall come to pass in your life. Amen? Amen? Now here's the objective. It's pretty much the same as our previous teaching on vision, seeing beyond where you are, and it is to equip you in faith and wisdom. To equip you in faith and in wisdom and get you focused in fulfilling your dreams and manifesting the visions of your heart. So it's going to take faith, it's going to take some wisdom in order for this to happen. Proverbs 29 and 18 says, where there is no vision, what? The people perish. The people perish. They, they cast off restraint. They become demoralized they run wild but i like this term here they just roam where there's no vision they just they just roam the area of your life where you are roaming that's the area of your life where you lack vision and so vision is so powerful that the scripture says without it we perish it didn't even say it it didn't even say without money you perish it said without vision you perish without a vision where there is no vision people perish. And so you end up just kind of roaming around when you lack vision. So vision is powerful. Now folks, the scripture says in John 10:10, the thief comes in order to do what? Steal, what else? Kill, and what else? Destroy. But now the devil, he just cannot go and do that to any Christian. He just decides to go do it to him. And that's why the Bible said like a rowing line, he goes to and fro. He's looking for somebody to devour. Now, he'd love to just devour each and every one of us, but he just can't do it. That's why he got to be looking out to see who can he devour. And what he's looking for is someone who will give place to him, and whoever gives place to him, that's where he comes in at. And how do we give place to him? We give place to him through ignorance and lack of vision. My people are destroyed. Now, the devil comes to destroy, but we are only destroyed for lack of knowledge. So when I lack knowledge, when I operate in ignorance, then the devil, he can come in and devour or come in and destroy me. And when I lack vision, that's what's going to cause me to perish. So it's important for me to get knowledge, get understanding, get some wisdom, and get a vision. You need a vision. Where are you going? You need a vision vision. People don't connect to you just because they love you and just because they like you, they connect to you because they like where you're going. Ask yeah. person that you say, where you going? Say, I heard your testimony. Tell them, say, I heard your testimony of where you've been. I heard your confession of where you are. But where's your faith? for where you're going. going. we tired of hearing about where you've been and what you've done. What yes. you gonna do and where you going. Yes, Amen? Yes, so vision is, is powerful. Yes. Gotta have vision. Vision for your life, vision for your ministry, vision for your career, vision for your family, vision for your marriage vision for your finances, you've got to have vision because without it, you're just going to roam. Now, listen to this. Vision influences the way you conduct your life. It influences how you use your time. It influences how you handle your money. It influences how you set your priorities. And watch this and it influences who you associate with when you have vision just some things you don't get involved in in your life vision influences how you how you conduct your life I can't do that because I'm doing something you know it influences how you how you conduct your life vision It also influences how you use your time. See, you show me a time waster, I show you somebody who has no vision. Because when you lack vision, you waste time with whatever. But when you have vision, you only invest your time in the thing that's going to bring you the greatest return in life. It determines how you influences how you how you handle your money. See, if if you just out of control with money, you probably lack vision. Folks, I am convinced it's not always folk just don't have a lot of money. They just mismanage the money that they have because they don't have vision. You gotta give your money an assignment. If you don't give your money something to do, the store will come up with something for your money to do. If you don't give your money something to do, your family will have something for your money to do. Your friends will have something for your, if you don't give your money an assignment, everybody else around you will come up with an assignment for your money. But when you have vision for your money, you understand you can't spend money here cause you's busy investing money over there. So you gotta get vision for your money. I can't buy this now cause I'm working on this here. So what it is, a lot of times we just just lack vision in the area of our finances. And money is current. Money is is alive. Money ain't dead. Money want to do something. Money want to go somewhere. Money want to buy something. Money will tear you out somewhere getting in debt. Money will have you trying to impress folk you don't like and folk that don't like you. It's currency, it's moving, it's always, it's always moving. Current means it's moving somewhere, it's trying to, trying to do something. That's why you have to give it a directive. Yeah. You got to give it somewhere, somewhere to go. Yeah. Are you listening to me? Yeah. And so vision, it, it, it influences how you set your priorities in life. What are your priorities in life? Your priorities should be centered around the vision of your life. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you really have vision, you're going to associate and get around people who pregnant like you. It's uncomfortable when you're trying to go somewhere and folk ain't going nowhere. You ever been sitting in a house and you ready to go and ain't nobody else ready to go? <laughs> have, you, have, you, have, you ever been, have you ever been depending on a ride with someone, you ready to go and they ain't ready to go? you trying to get somewhere and they're just comfortable where they are? Somebody say, yeah, I rode to church with them and and they're going to hang around and fellowship and talk to everybody, and I'm going to be ready to go. (laughs) Vision is the prerequisite for passion. Show me a man that lacks passion, I show you a man who's not excited about his vision. And not only is it the prerequisite for passion, but it's also the source of persistence. Vision is the source of persistence. Now, go to 2 Samuel. I have something I want to say to you. 2 Samuel chapter 7 and verse number 3, verse 3 says, And Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that's in thine heart, for the Lord is with thee. Now that's important. Go, do all that is in your heart. Underline heart. Go and do all that is in your heart, for the Lord is with you. Look at Chronicles. First Chronicles chapter 17, verse, th- verse 2. Then Nathan said unto David, Do all that is in thine heart, For God is with thee. Do all that is in your heart, for God is with you. Because God is with you, you can do all that's in your heart. And you need to position yourself to do just that, all, not just the small that's in your heart, but all that's in your heart. Even the big things you have in your heart, position yourself to do that. We saw last week where the Lord was with Joseph. Remember from the pit to Potiphar's house, from Potiphar's house, uh to prison from prison to the palace being second in charge of of egypt but he had something in his heart the lord was with him and the scripture said because the lord was with him he was a prosperous man when god is with you you will be a prosperous man a prosperous woman now get your mind off money when i say prosperous i'm talking about doing well in every area of your life not just not just financially but you will be a prosperous. You'll be prosperous in your business. You'll be prosperous in your ministry. You'll be prosperous in your career. You'll be prosperous in your family. Prosperous in and whatever you put your hands to is the will of God that it prospers. And so you'll be a prosperous person as long as God is with you. Prosperous as an athlete. Prosperous in school. Whatever you're doing and wherever you are, it is the will of God that you be a prosperous person. Where everything you touch, they say it in the world, everything you touch turns to gold. But in the kingdom, everything you touch, God makes it to prosper. Yeah. And that's the position that you want to be in. Say, the Lord is with me. The Lord is with Say, I shall do, I shall do everything, everything that's, in my heart. that's in my heart. Listen, go to your grave empty. Go to your grave empty. Don't you dare take that dream to the grave. Don't you dare take that business in your heart to the grave. Don't you dare take that new song in your heart to the grave. Don't you dare take those skills and those abilities. All those things that are in your heart, don't you dare bury those things in that grave. The only thing need to be in that grave is what you came here with. And a lot of people go to the grave empty. You need to empty yourself while you are here Oh, I heard that, Lord. What's in your heart is a part of the replenishing of the earth that God commanded on you in the Garden of Eden. And so when you get here, you need to be replenishing the earth, putting back in the earth what was stolen out of there, putting that dream back into the earth, what was taken out of the earth. You need to replenish the earth and not just take from the earth but put back into the earth. You need to be replenishing the earth. Amen? Amen. Now, today I want to cover four major obstacles of unfulfilled vision. And we'll get as far as we can with them. We'll we'll purpose to get three of them. I know we can't get the fourth one because we'll need more time. But, But four obstacles of unfulfilled vision. Now listen carefully. When you do not overcome these obstacles that I'm going to talk to you about. You will settle in life for a lesser existence. Settle in life for a lesser existence. In other words, you will end up doing in life what others put in your head or what others laid in your hand but never do what God placed in your heart. Many of us are doing things that others talked us into. They talked it into our heads, and we're doing that, or they laid something at our hands, something that was just closest to our hands, and, and we're doing that, but, but very few people really do what's in their hearts. And the most miserable state to be in is to be doing what everybody else wants you to do and never do what's in your heart because the only thing that's going to bring you fulfillment and satisfaction in life, that's you doing what's in your heart and not what everybody else wants you to do because there's something in your heart, some dream, some vision, and what ends up happening is you start settling for a lesser existence in life. Well, at least I am doing some. It's the lowest form of living to just do what you see everybody else doing, doing what's in your head, doing what's in your hand, but never doing what's in your heart. So listen carefully to this statement. That your heart, because that's where your dream, that's where your visions are, your heart will either be the garden that grows your visions and your dreams or it will become the graveyard that holds your visions and your dreams. Mm. Amen. To bury your life in a lesser existence is to make your heart the graveyard of your dreams and vision. Goodness. That, that I'll, just, I'll just use this just for, for teaching purposes. And, and when I talk, I am not making light of any profession. Or career choice all right? I'm only making a, a point here that it was always in your heart to be a principal all right of a school whatever it's always in your heart to be a principal but you only made it to secretary so secretary for you is lesser existence because it was always in your heart. You always wanted to be a principal. But, but you just kind of just kinda took what was ever at your hand and, and you got stuck there. Rather than doing what you needed to do because you're looking at principle every day. Oh my goodness, man. Nothing like looking at something and don't know how to get there. And so you're looking at the principal every day. You answer the phone for the principal every day and it was in your heart to be the principal, but you stopped that secretary. So now your dream and your vision is now buried in your heart mm. rather than growing from your heart. Yes. Are you listening to me? And uh-huh. that doesn't mean there's something wrong with being a secretary, but that's, that's lesser existence for you based on what was in your heart. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like a man who had it in his heart to be a business owner. But he settled for a lesser existence of working for somebody else. Oh, now, what's wrong with working for somebody else? Nothing wrong with working for somebody else. But if that's not your heart, that's right. you are settling for a lesser existence. Now, how many people in here today you're doing what somebody talked you into and not doing what was in your heart? You're only good at and the best at what's in your heart. Yeah. Are you listening to me? Yeah. And we let other people talk us into this and talk us into that. And, well, they want me to do this. They want me to do that. They say I should be this. I, sh- I should be that. What, what's in your heart? Yeah. Right. What's in your heart? Right. And what I want to do is show you how to get what's in your heart right. and get it out so we can begin to benefit from it. Right. Amen? Yeah. Now, turn with me in your Bibles. Let's go, go to Proverbs 18. Proverbs 18. Well no don't don't, don't you, well go to Proverb eighteen but put your ribbon there. Yeah. Now person sitting next to you don't have a ribbon, you sitting next to a rookie. All the veterans got ribbons. <laughs> Just so you know who you're sitting next to. <laughs> Now, if they got one ribbon, they just made the draft. They ain't, you know, they ain't. (laughs) First John 5 and verse 14. What's in your heart? What's in your heart? What's in your heart? What you always wanted to do? What you always wanted to be? Where did you always want to go? Who talked you out of that? Who talked you out of that? Who told you, you don't need to do that? You don't need to be that. How you going to be that? That ain't for you. That ain't you. Who talked you out of that? There are so many people in here today have been talked out of their dreams. Amen. Amen. Preach well, Pastor. And they are living life at a lesser existence. Amen. Unfulfilled. Lesser existence. Amen? Amen? And that's why people can go to school and get degrees. Nothing wrong with that. Go to school and get degrees. degree. Get a degree. Come out and get a job. Because you've got, you got to know that fulfillment in life is more than having a job. Because there are a lot of people in here got jobs and are unfulfilled. Got a degree and i do something for 10 years, 15, 20 years, and then just, just walk away. And you wonder, what's wrong with them? They were making good money, but they were not fulfilled. Because they weren't doing what was in their heart. They'll walk away from a lucrative paying job and end up doing something that doesn't pay as much for them, but they are so fulfilled in doing it. Why? Amen. Because now they're following their heart. Amen. 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 Do all that is in thine heart, for the Lord is with thee. Amen. 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 It may seem foolish to somebody else, but it ain't their dream, it's yours. All right? All right. First John 5 and 4. So if we're going to overcome anything, this is always a part of overcoming. For whatsoever is born of God, overcome it, what? And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our what? Faith. So faith is key in overcoming anything. If you're going to overcome anything in life, it's going to be through your faith. Look at Revelation 12 and 11. Revelation 12 and verse number 11. Say, my dreams, my dreams, my visions, my, visions, my heart's desires. My heart's Even God's word heart's heart's shall heart's come heart's to pass heart's in, heart's my life. in my life. You believe that? Yes. Revelation 12 and 11, and they overcame him by the what? The the Whose part is that? That's God's part. That's God's part, right? We didn't have anything to do with that. That's God's part. And what else? The word of their testimony. The word of their te- That's where your faith comes in because your faith is released by the words that come out of your mouth. Look at the Amplified, it says, and they overcame, conquered him by means of the blood of the Lamb and by the utterance of their testimony. The utterance. That's them uttering words, them speaking words, releasing words. So, folks, you're, you're 50% there. Because God's already done his part with the shedding of the blood. Now you just need to add your confession and add your faith to what the blood has already done and that secures victory for you. So you can overcome anything. So let's look at this first obstacle of unfulfilled vision. Number one, becoming restricted by fear rather than releasing your faith for vision. Becoming restricted by fear rather than releasing your faith for vision. Now, God has gifted all of us. Everybody, that, There's no such thing as a person who's not gifted. Because then that means God left somebody out. He, he forgot to give somebody something. But, but we all have gifts, we all have talents, we have skills, we, we, we have anointings on our life, we all come with that, we all have that, but now what are you doing to develop your gift? That's where we want to go. Now, it's more than just confessing the Word. That's a part of it, but what are you doing to develop your gift? Because your gift it's supposed to do something for you in the earth, but what are you doing to develop your gift? Are you listening to me? Now, in Proverbs 18 and verse 16, just go back there. Am I developing my gift? Because if you don't develop your gift, you will become outdated. You become outdated because you fail to continue in developing, in development. And that's one of the things, and see, that's one of the things that make it look like the world's always standing out above the saints because we won't develop what we have. We won't develop that gift. We won't sharpen that gift. We just want to pray and the Lord will make a way somehow. But you won't won't work on your craft. You won't work on your your skill. You won't work on that gift. You won't won't develop it. You won't won't sharpen it. So when opportunity comes by, you miss out because you undeveloped. Glory be to God. Ah, We don't see, we don't like this, you know, this, this, this place is too much responsibility on me, Pastor. I just want to pray and, and let you. I'm going to come to the front. You can put much all on me as you want to, Pastor. I don't, I don't mind that. And I want to walk away and jerk and slide. And, and, and an opportunity going to be open. And, and they just going to hire me, paying me half a million dollars a year. And you can't make... Well, okay. Sweet lips, sweet lips, sweet lips, sweet lips. The Bible says sweet lips increase learning. So I want you to learn. It's too, it's too, it's too early to upset you right now. <laughs> Are you developing your gift? Are you developing your gift? What's, what's your market? Where is your gift needed? Who wants what you have? Who needs what you have? See? You know, you're... You, 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 it's, it's in your heart, you know, cosmetology, all of that, that, that's you, and, you know, you love doing hair and all of that, but you won't upgrade your skill. All right. All right. All right. See? You still got a, 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 a hot iron comb on, on the eye. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't going to be able to keep up with them youngsters, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> And, and that's fine. But see, who, who's your market? What's, what's your gift? Whatever your, your gifting is, you got to develop that. You know, I don't know, may, you, you may not do this kind of how. You know, what kind of how you do? Yeah. All right. Amen. And whatever kind of how you do, you need to develop your gift in that area. Yes, Amen. Training, reading, learning, classes, development. Because I'm believing for something, and when opportunity presents itself, I'm going to be ready. Yeah. 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 All right. Verse 18, I mean, chapter 18, verse 16. Yeah. Verse 16. Because opportunity passes up so many people because they're not ready. Not because you wasn't there. You were there, but you wasn't ready. A man's gift, what? Your gift would do What? When you develop your gift, see, because of the development of your gift, room is made for you. Nobody can take, nobody, don't worry about missing, you know, somebody else going to get, no, 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 no. I'm going to develop my gift, and my gift going to create space for me. No, you don't understand. You, you, you don't, no, you don't understand. You don't, you don't understand. You, 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 don't, you, don't understand. You, you don't, you don't understand. Let me see your Bible here. Let me, let me, let me see your Bible. Let me see it, let me see, let me see. Get them Bibles building and come over here. <laughs> See, you don't you understand. A man's gift. Yeah. Come on, just just line them up across there. Just line them up. Put them together a little bit. Now, the scripture says Now ain't no room between there. There's no, there's no put the camera on That there, there's no room between a, put the camera on this. (laughs) Zoom in. (laughs) Come on, work your gift, work your gift. (laughs) Work your gift, work your gift. Now, there's no room in there. But if you develop your gift, your gift will make some room for you. See, your your gift, your your gift, now now watch this, this is important. Your gift will make room for you and bring you before the presence, watch this, of folk who can pay. Come on now, you get those. Come on now, come on now. Because see, if if you don't develop your gift, you're going to keep discounting yourself. But when you develop your gift and you know what you bring, you know what you have to offer, then the Bible said God will bring you before the present. Great men is people who can and will pay because you spend too much of your time doing stuff for folk who can't pay. And if you're going to be in business, you're going to be an entrepreneur, you're not going to eat if you keep giving your gift to folk who can't pay. But when you develop your gift and you know who you are, and you have confidence in what you can do, then you'll be before great folk who can and will pay you for your gift. You know, you you know, you know you're dealing with El Cheapio when they try to talk you out of the price of your gift. I don't go to them. They too high. They, they, they too high. No, you just ain't the great that they need to be in front of. Because great men pray for greatness. (laughs) El cheapio looking for a deal and a discount. I can get the same thing, I can get the same thing round the corner on the other side of town for $2. No, 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 baby, it ain't the same. Don't display your ignorance, it ain't the same. I remember, I, remember, I, remember, I remember, you know, I'm believing for a Bentley. That's my dream car. That's in my heart, a Bentley. I remember when the Chrysler 300 first came out and somebody told me, pastor, you ain't got to get that Bentley. You seen that Chrysler 300? It's just like the Bentley. Baby, don't display your ignorance like that. That, that, Christ, that Chrysler 300 ain't nowhere close to no Bentley or no they, they They are not the same. They are not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cubic zirconia can, can look like a diamond, yeah. but it ain't diamond. Come on, Ooh, just look, just like it ain't the same, babe. You know Chrysler got another car coming out. I saw it at the car show. They got another car they coming out that kind of looks like the Phantom. And I guarantee you, when it come out, you ain't gonna be trying to trade that Phantom in to go get it. <laughs> you got to be careful, folks. There's a difference between cost and value. And many times we don't get the value in our lives because we, we get tripped up over the cost. That's why some people don't have insurance. Because they don't look at the value of insurance, they look at the cost of insurance. Are you listening to me? Amen. They look at, they look at, they look at the cost, and miss out on the value. Okay. And so it is with your gift. You have to be careful about where you use your gift, because people will prostitute you for your gift. Amen. Let, me, let me help. Let me help. Um, 17 and and 8, and then I got to stop. My gift will make room for me and bring me before the presence of what? Watch this. So your gift will get you in the room, right? Your gift makes room for you and bring you before the presence of great men. So your gift will get you in the room. If they find out your gift is undeveloped, that will get you put out the room. You got to develop your gift. You got to work on your craft. You got to work on your skill. Go, go, to, go to Acts. Did I tell you Acts? What I tell you? I said Proverbs 17. What you going to put there? Put your ribbon there. Acts 19. Acts 19.25. Show you what happens when you develop your craft and develop your gift, develop your skill. Because your, your craft is supposed to create prosperity for you. Your gift is supposed to create prosperity for you. And there's nothing like being fulfilled doing what's in your heart. i share this, <clears throat> when, when we started the ministry 10 years ago, um, I had a trucking company and I was I was fulfilled. I, w- I was I was doing that. Um, I'd done that for I think two years of the ministry. Had a trucking company. Always out of town. Driving doing a lot of different things. Making good money. Making good money. And but I knew where my heart was. Yeah. My heart was full-time ministry. And I never forget when I went into full-time after two years, God told me. To, asked me, did I trust him, told me to go into full-time ministry. I went into full-time ministry, got rid of everything that I had, and now I'm in full-time ministry. And at that time, the ministry was not able to compensate me consistently. Give you a little something this this week, and next week, Pastor, you know, we ain't having, you know, went through that. But watch this. I was more fulfilled getting paid every nine then than I was getting paid every week. Now, but now, now, to the head, that don't make sense. But in my heart, I was right where I needed to be. And my gift made room for me and brought me before the presence of all y'all great folk. Amen? And my gift has made room and, and granted me great opportunities. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Great yeah. Amen? Yeah. But I had to develop my gift. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. You're going to teach, you got to develop that. Right. Yeah. You're going to teach the Bible, you need to develop in that. That's right. See, are you developing your gift? If, you are, if you, you're a chef, you're, you're a beautician, you're, you're a barber, develop your gift. Oh, you listen to me, you're an athlete, develop your gift, work on your craft, Amen. because your craft is going to make room for you. Yes, Amen. Amen? There's nothing like opening a door for somebody, and when the door's open, they get in the room, and they find out they're not ready. And many of you have been there, you've got folk jobs and open doors for people, and, that, and the folk had to get rid of them, let them go. Yeah. Why? Found out that their gift wasn't developed. Yeah. They wasn't everything you said they were. Mm. Or they wasn't everything they professed to be. Yes. Right. Amen. Watch this in verse 25. Verse 25. You know, lawyers read law books. Yes, sir. What are they doing? Constantly developing their gifts and their skills. You in real estate, you need to be constantly developing your gift. And your skill. You need to know what's out there. Amen. Whatever you're doing, you need, you, need, you need to be schooled in that area. You need to know what you're doing. You got to be able an to answer a question. Yeah. <laughs> are you listening to me? Yeah. See, a lot of times we're blocking ourselves. See, are, are you ready for where you're going? Amen. Amen. Are you still hanging with folks who don't want to do nothing? Right. Verse 25. It's quiet in this Catholic church. Look at verse 25. Whom he called together with the workmen of like what? Occupation. Occupation. Watch this. And said, sirs, ye know that by this craft, what? By this what? Craft. Craft. Your craft. Will produce we'll produce yes, wealth. Yes. says in the Amplified, these he called together along with the workmen of, of similar trades and said, men, ye are acquainted with the facts and understand that from this business we derive our wealth and livelihood. Amen. See, if you're going to take care of your gift, your gift will take care of you. All right? Last scripture 17 and, and, and eight, I think of proverb, and I'm done. You learn anything today? Yeah. You're going to develop your gift? Yeah. You got to develop your gift, develop your craft, develop your skill. So when opportunity calls, you ready. You' ready. Been working on it. I'm ready. Waiting on the call. Waiting on the call, ain't sitting back doing nothing. Come on, but it's developing that gift and developing that craft. You wouldn't want a musician who wasn't developed. Have you ever heard a musician just had it in their heart to play but didn't develop their skill? Come on, they playing every Sunday at somebody's church. They got it in their heart to play, but they forgot to go to the class And develop their skill and it's frustrating to everybody else and they sitting there thinking they you know they just you know who I'm talking about what I tell you 17 and 8 watch what he says in verse 8 a gift is as a precious stone in the eyes of him that has it see a gift is as a precious stone, a costly stone in the eyes of him that has it. So you have something pre- Your gift is precious. Watch this. Whether so it turn it turneth, it prospereth. So your gift is supposed to bring you prosperity. Wherever you turn it, wherever you take it, wherever you plant it, wherever you use it, whatever city you take it to, it's going to bring you increase and bring you prosperity. But you gotta develop your gift. And that's one of the obstacles of vision fulfillment. Un- unfulfilled vision, I won't develop my gift. Getting around people who sharpen you. I draw from, from ministers, you know, that you know, that that are that are that are doing things. And they they're sharpening me. I'm being developed by others who are further advanced. You got it? Because then I see, okay, there's a reason he's there and I'm here. And ain't the devil. What I need to do to get that. Ain't my color because he's the same color. Oh, he developed his gift. He developed some areas of his life, and that development, when the opportunities came, he was able to step into them. And that's what I'm trying to get you to see, that you're going to have to develop your gift. So when the opportunity presents itself, you want to be a business owner. If somebody handed you a business today, what would you do? Amen. Amen. They handed it over. It doesn't have to be anything man. Just handed it over to you. What would you do? Amen? Amen. So we got to get developed in our gift. Amen? Amen? Come on, give the Lord a hand for the word.